tonight we we've been we 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 started this series on the pandemic and talking about the pandemic and 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 no fear in the pandemic peace in the pandemic but now we're talking about renewing our minds in the pandemic last week we covered some ground i hope you took notes this time take notes if you don't take notes this time take notes because this is where you're going to learn quite a bit as to what what you need to learn okay and so last week we introduced the idea of renewing your mind our base scripture was found um, in the book of romans romans chapter 12 um I believe, Romans chapter 12 um, and verse 1. So if you go to Romans chapter 12, let's start with our base scripture tonight. I'm going to treat this as a, as a series uh, that we're going to be working on, okay? I got a lot to say tonight. I just got to figure out where to go, okay, how to, how to say it. All right, so, so we talked about, and I gave you some, definitions last week does anybody remember any of the definitions i gave you last week uh, when i said to you that he says do not be conformed um, yeah the, do not be conformed to this world that is verse two um, i told you about the spiritual service of worship but he says in verse two of romans 12 he says and do not be conformed and what did I tell you? Did anybody take any notes? Anybody? What does that word conform mean? To fashion something. Very good. Very good. To mold it. Thank you, Caroline. Amen. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right. So you can imitate or fashion yourself like the world. If you did not know the enemy has made the world more accessible from your couch. Come on, help me somebody. You don't have to leave home to find out what's happening in the world. Come on. You know, it's, isn't it amazing? Uh, all these social media platforms and things like that have made it very easy for us to um, know what's happening in the world. And, and, and here's what the enemy does in our minds. He wants us to be molded in our thinking more than anything else, like the world. He wants us to be worldly-minded. He wants us to be locked into what I call, and I spoke about this um, last year, about being a carnal Christian. Locked into carnality where they're safe people, but they're living in more, they're thinking, they're not thinking about Matthew uh, 6.33. They're not thinking about seeking first the kingdom of God. Their thoughts are locked in on earthly things. And that's something that you have to be mindful of, right? That you're so worried about all that's going on. Remember, we, did I, take I took y'all to Martha and Mary last week, right? And I showed you where, where Mary was seated at the feet of Jesus. Was that last week? Yeah, y'all can't remember. All right, let me, let me remind you. That's how I closed out last week, okay? 
all right, with, with, with Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, choosing the good part. And the good part was listening to the word of God. Let me help you with something. If you're going to renew your mind, you have to remind yourself that, that you and I need to be positioned where we can listen to the word of God. It is only by the word of God that your mind can be renewed. But here's the thing. Many of us struggle. Many of us struggle to apply the word because I told you last week that most of us think that when things happen to us that we respond naturally based upon I gave you four things well, I gave you the title of it the 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 the, 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 the what was it how do you respond to situations that happen to you? What what are you what are you responding against? Or what are you why are you responding the way you do? You're responding because of your stage of truth. I remember that. Remember I gave you that last week. Your stage of truth. Now, what is on your stage of truth? Tradition, emotion, experience, beliefs, and scripture. All right, those five things are on your stage of truth. Here's the thing. You only respond, we respond to what we believe. If I believe something, if my mama told me that this is the way it is, that's tradition. I've been doing that forever. I've been responding that, that way forever because nobody else has showed me anything different. So when situations happen, I told you, that there is the event, there is your belief system, and then there's your reaction. Come on, help me. I'm trying to help you tonight. Amen. And so, therefore, what happens to us in life when we're thinking, going through our thinking process, we use or we access our stage of truth. Now, let me, let me help you with something. The only way for you and I to change our thinking is if we begin to think biblically. All right? So write this word down. The only way for you to begin to think biblically is by, number one, the intake of the word of God. Are you following me? The intake of the word of God. Secondly, your worldview has to change. All right, let me give you the definition of a worldview. A worldview is the sum total of how you view life. It is the lenses that you use to look through to see life as it is. Mm, you with me? I'm saying one more time. It's the glasses that you use. So, for instance, um, you, you're driving and you run a yellow light. 
And it turned red, but you still go. You just keep going. Okay? Your worldview is, well, shoot, everybody do that. Matter of fact, yellow means speed up. <laughs> your worldview. Your worldview is, you know, hey, that's the way I, that's the way I was taught. That's the way I do it. Okay? But if you're looking at it through biblical lenses, you understand that the light is there as a, a inanimate police officer. <laughs> to what? To cause you to what? Stop. Y'all following me? See, a biblical worldview, with a biblical worldview, you process every decision you make according to the word of God. So you do not make a decision unless you go into this book and find the answers. Can I help you with something? The only way that we can have a renewed mind is if we have a biblical worldview. You're sitting there and you're watching television. And you know nowadays every TV scene has a homosexual scene a heterosexual scene, a bedroom scene, some form of soft pornography, violence, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here's the thing. Here's what we do as believers. We will sit there as a believer, and we will watch it. And, and, and look, 10, 15, 20 seasons of empire. What do you think that's going to do to your spirit? What do you think those images are designed to do? But here's the thing. But on Sunday, you come to church wanting a new mind. See, brothers and sisters, I want to say this to you, those watching online. I want to say this to you. If you're going to be about this, you got to be about this. And, and, and it comes a time when you have to stop making excuses as to why you, don't, you can't do this. Why you can't get this. I can tell you what. Listen, once you're saved, half the battle is over. Once you're saved, you have everything in your power to live victoriously and to have a worldview. Watch this. That is biblical. But if you don't get in the Bible, how can you have a biblical worldview? And one of the things that Satan wants you to do is he wants you to stay consumed with the things of this world. That's why he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and what? Perfect. Now, listen to me. Listen to this. The thing about the devil is, and I told you this last week, right? The power that Satan has is in his lies. Isn't it amazing? When something happens, the first thing we believe is the lie. Rather than renewing our minds, rather than looking at it through the lenses of Scripture, listen, here's the thing. If you don't look at it through the lenses of Scripture, you're going to see you're going to see it the way the enemy wants you to see it. 
Are you with me? Go to John 8, 44. I, I, I started there. He didn't want me to expose him last week. We ran out of time. John chapter 8 and verse 44. First of all, the Jews were having an issue uh, seeing Jesus as God. All right? The Pharisees and all of them, right? And, and let's look at let's look at it. Verse 39, they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said, if you are Abraham's children and do the deeds of Abraham. This, he's in this dialogue with them, right? He says, but as it is, you are seeking to kill me. See? A man who has told you the truth. Anybody who speaks the truth will, will face opposition. Is that when you try to tell somebody the truth, they, they're not going to like you. Right? Because why? Because it offends them. Right? Watch this. He says, he says, which I heard from God, the, the, this Abraham did not do. You are doing the deeds of your father. They said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. Truth. You know what Jesus is doing? He's taking them off of their stage of truth was tradition. See, they were interested in their, what their father said, tradition. And they were not thinking biblically. Go ahead and say it. I got to think biblically. Come on, say it one more. Let me, see if, let me see if you can feel it. I have to think biblically. I have to think what? Biblically. And when you learn to read scripture and memorize scripture, what happens is when you get into situations in life, the scripture just comes out your heart and it pops in your mind like, okay, I got it. That's how it works. Watch this. Watch this. They were, they, their stage of truth was traditional. Jesus' stage of truth was biblical. He says, if God were your father, you would have loved me. For I proceed from forth and have come from God for I have not even come on my own initiative but he sent me he says why do you not understand what I'm saying is it because that is see a lot of us listen but we're not hearing can't renew your mind if you're not hearing the word of God he says, if you are of God, you would love me. No different than us. How many of you love Jesus? Man, I love Jesus, y'all. I don't know about you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm madly in love with Jesus, y'all. Come on, somebody. Come on. I, I'm talking about I'm super excited about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. That, that's who I'm talking about, by the way. <laughs> not, not the one we imagine. I'm talking about the one of the Bible. And Jesus is laying it out. Listen, it, he said, look what he said. He says, he says, you cannot hear my, we said, how come you don't understand? Is it because you cannot hear my word? Verse 44. Now, here's where Jesus hit him. With truth. You are of your father, 
Boy, that's cold. Listen, now, can you imagine, right? Here it is, this Jewish boy who grew up, amen, <laughs> who grew up in Bethlehem, right? Watch this. Who grew up in this region, and here he is. They saw him as the carpenter's son, and here he is speaking to the scribes and the Pharisees and the dignitaries and all the big-time preachers and things like that. And he said, y'all, y'all, daddy is the devil. Now you see why they wanted to kill him? He got put on the cross because he spoke the truth. He says, look what he says. He says, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. Watch the text. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth. Because there's no truth in him. When there's no truth in a person, you can tell who their daddy is. Truth. Whatever he, whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. I've been talking to my wife about this, and I've been talking about doing a series entitled You Ain't Got a Lie. Is so many of us in church, not just church, just believers. I'm just, I'm, I'm just talking about We lie. We lie. We lie for no reason. There's one thing to believe a lie, but there's something when you keep telling lies. Ask a simple question. You got to lie. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. You ain't got to lie. For real, you, you don't. But, but for some reason, and let me tell you why we gravitate to that, because that's in our own nature. We live so long telling a lie that we believe it. And then it becomes part of us. Are you with me? But understand this. Jesus is saying something that lies belong to Satan. It's satanic. So one of the powers that the enemy has over us is that he has us believing certain lies about ourselves. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's not so much telling lies, but it's also believing lies. Watch the text. Text says he speaks from his own nature. He, for he is a what? Whatever the devil may seem to be dangling in your face, tell your neighbor it's a lie. What is a lie? It ain't the truth. How is it that many of us build our lives on a lie? We get real comfortable. The enemy will make us to believe or cause us to believe. Listen, listen, listen. He will cause us to believe that the way, we're, the way that we are living Getting no results is the only way. Isn't it amazing how he'll get you locked in on a lie? And here's the thing, and here's what's so crazy about it. You know it's a lie. So we're not going to pray the victim here. 
You know how we play the victim? Oh, I didn't know. You knew. <laughs> you, 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 matter of fact, you went in all eyes open. I was watching last night how these people go to Vegas and they cheat. But what they don't realize is that Vegas has hired the most sophisticated security team on planet Earth. And they can catch anything. But you would be surprised the, the, the things that people do to cheat. And I'm thinking to myself, man, how far will we go? Come on, y'all. How far will we go to cheat, to lie? Oh, come on, ouch, amen, or thank you. Come on, you could say it. You could say it. I know it hurts. Ooh, it hurts, Pastor, it hurts. But here's the thing. What I'm trying to do is liberate you so that you can be free in your mind. God can do a lot with a little if you come clean with him. Come on, say amen. Look what he says. He says, for he's a liar and the father, hey, he's the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin if I speak what? Truth. Why do you not what? Believe me. Watch verse 47. This is, this is, this is right here, right here, right here. here. Ready? Listen, there are two types of lies. There's the conscious lies. <laughs> These lies are easily detected. And you know it's a lie, but it, it slips into our belief systems. And guess what we do? We run with it. You got to be careful. You got to stop believing those things that keeps playing in your mind over and over again about yourself. It is a lie. It's in your consciousness. And then there is a, the subconscious lies. Those are the lies that go undetected. They slip in. They're there, but they pop up at certain times in life. You understand what I'm saying? See why it's so important to renew your mind? Because you have to turn those lies into spiritual truth. Come on, tell somebody you've got to turn those lies into spiritual truth. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I don't feel I'm good enough. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I'm changing my worldview tonight. Lord, help me to change my worldview that whenever I find myself in a jam, whenever I find myself in a situation, whenever I find myself believing the lies of the enemy, I will go to the word of God and I will pick it up because the Bible says, if I understand it, I know Jesus. Look at the text. Look at verse 47. He who is of 
God hears the words of God. Whenever you can't sit and listen and pay attention, you got a problem. He who is of God hears. He doesn't hear surface. Man, I remember when I was in church, when I was first got saved and I would sit there and listen to my pastor preach, man. Listen, I couldn't stop writing. Remember that? My pastor would get up there, man, and he would be going after it, man, and I'd be like, I'm like, it's, it's, it's crazy how he's saying one thing, but a lot of other things are coming in. He who he is of God doesn't run to the bathroom. Man, I should have, listen, I, 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 I'm, I, listen to me, okay? Hear where I'm going with this, okay? I'm not, I'm not messing with nobody, okay? Here's what I'm saying, okay? Why don't you use the bathroom before you come to church? Why don't people do that? You ever notice that sometimes when you come to church, it's like, gosh, I got to go. Crazy. Do you not know that there's some demonic stuff going on behind that? The enemy does not want you to sit still. Listen, those of you at home right now trying to watch online, your distractions are even worse. You, 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 y'all follow where I'm going with this? What I'm saying to you is this. The enemy knows that if, I, if you keep listening, right, you're going to get it. And when you get it, come on, y'all. So if he can keep you, stomach start hurting, head start hurting, back start hurting, mind start hurting, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And this is where you have to lock into worship. This is where you have to start praying like, look, Lord, I'm asking to help me right now, Lord. I'm in a battle. Let me tell you something. The moment you break the cycle is the moment you win. The moment you break that cycle and the moment you stop believing that lie from Satan is the moment that you are victorious. He who is of God, he is the word of God. He says, for this reason, you do not hear them because what? You are not of God. Now, listen, I, 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 I use that illustration about, you know, I've been seeing this many years, right? But check this out. You go home and you're trying to read the word. Man, you get so sleepy. Man, you seem like your eyes get so heavy. Matter of fact, you, you could sit and watch TV for six hours but pick, try to go in your prayer closet and sit there as long as you did on television. Man, please, you be out. There's something to this, y'all. There's something to this that the enemy knows. And if you and I are not careful, we can fall victim to what the enemy is trying to do. So I want to show you 10 lies. Uh-oh, you thought I was done, huh? I ain't done yet. Ten lies. First lie he tells you, number one, is this will be easy. 
this will be easy. I'll just do it. And that's how he gets us. Because we're not approaching with caution. Go to John 16. Oh, come on, say amen. This is going to be easy. This is going to be easy. You ready? Read, read, read. 1633 says, these things I've spoken to you so that what? You may have what? You may have what? Peace. Watch this. In the world. <laughs> the safest place for the believer is right here. This is a shelter in the time of trouble. He says, but in the world, he says, watch this. These things I've spoken to you so that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you have trouble, tribulation. Let me ask a question. Where do you spend most of your time? In him or in the world? The key word is in. In me, you have what? Peace. And in the midst of the storm, if you're in him, you doesn't mean you won't have tribulation, but when you walk out of here in him, you'll be able to face the tribulation. It's not going to be easy. People want to tell you it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. But you have the tools you need to overcome. Come on, y'all. Look at this. He says, in the world you have tribulation, but take courage. Why? For I have overcome the world. So if Jesus has defeated the world, why is the world defeating you? So the lie that he tells you, so all I'm saying is make sure you approach, don't think it's going to be easy, but approach it in him. Second lie he tells you is this. This is too hard. After we realize it's not going to be so easy as we thought it would be, we often jump to the conclusion, I can't do this. Renewing your mind is a process. You're going to try and you're going to fail. You're going to try and you'll fail, but you're going to have to keep pressing. Tell your neighbor, keep pressing. Go to Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. You have to be able to understand and recognize the lies, but you have to be able, what I'm showing you tonight, is to go to Scripture whenever you face something difficult or whatever you face, go and find the Scripture, amen, that will bring you to a place where you get better biblical understanding of what it is. He says in the world you have tribulation, but he gives us a promise that I have overcame the world if you stay in me. So if you stay in him, you will overcome the world and whatever it throws at you. See, I respect what's happening out there. I used to go out there willy-nilly and just, yeah, charge. <laughs> I could do this, but as you get older, you get wiser. 
You don't go flirting with the devil. Don't, don't flirt with him. Listen, he's going to get you. And if you think you're slick, he's slicker. He's been at it longer than you and I. Come on, somebody. And he will deceive you with a lie and make it look so good and make you believe the lie that you now are living the lie. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. I'm trying to show you how to develop a biblical worldview here. It says, therefore, since we have, verse 14, a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our what? Confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our what? With our what? Weakness. But one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without what? Sin. What is he saying? He's saying, therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Here's what the text is saying. When you think you can't, you got to remember that we serve a God who can, but we serve a God who's been through some of the same things that you're going through. Come on, somebody. Jesus knew what it was like to be rejected. He knew what it was like to feel pain. He knew what it was like to be sleepless, sleeplessness. He knew what it was like to be rejected. He felt every emotion that you could ever feel. And on top of that, he felt the penalty of every sin that was ever committed. And feeling those things, he says, I know what you're going through. So stop letting the devil lie to you and let you believe that this is too hard where you can't do it. Are you following me? Here's what I'm trying to say to you. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. What I'm trying to say to you is that he says here that when you need mercy. Some of you ready to give up already. Some of us are ready to throw in the towel. Some of us don't believe that we can. This is way too hard, Pastor. I've been through so much. This is the hardest thing I've ever faced in my life. But you have a high priest who sympathizes with your weakness, who knows what you're feeling right now. And if you allow him to come into your heart and comfort you, he will do that. Thank God. That when you renew your mind, you can see it biblically. That's, all, that's where I'm going with this. When you renew your mind and you have a biblical worldview, you run to scripture and you hold on to the scripture. And notice where he says, he says, you will find grace to help in the time of what? Need. When you don't know what to do. He will show up. Here's the other lie that, that the devil throws at you. I can't do this. 
You ready? You ready for this? I can't do this. This is the lie that always comes after it's too hard. I'm going to introduce y'all to something called a truth journal. You know, the Lord been talking to me, not audibly, about this church, about you. We've been living a lie, believing it. A truth journal is where you Whenever you feel, whenever you, that's why it's important for you to know these lies. Whenever you feel like it's a lie, you write out the lie in the journal. I want you to, I want you to journal how many times a day he throws a lie at you. Truth journal. And then when you write out the lie, I want you to go into the word and I want you to find the truth. Journal your thoughts. I can't do this no more. It's too hard. People give up so quickly. And the world makes it so easy for us to get out of things. If you commit to something, you, you see it all the way through. I talked to a young lady today, a good friend, one of our, one of our suppliers, and been knowing her for years. And she said, man, I was married for 21 years. Got a divorce. Then I got linked up with somebody else, and that only lasted a year. You know? And I'm thinking to myself, 21 years. I'm thinking to myself, 21 years. And I get it, and I know people are different, and people change, and all this other stuff like this. But here's the thing now. Here's the thing now. If we're Christians... And if we're believers, what could be so hard that God can't fix? That difficult child that you have, God can change that child. I promise you God can change that child. I will never give up on God and what he can do. God is able, y'all. We get up here and we sing these songs. We sit in the congregation and we hear these songs. We lift our hands to God about these songs. But in our minds, the question is, do we really believe it? Tell your neighbor, I've got to renew my mind. I can't do it. It is the lie that always comes after it is too hard. I don't know how many times I've written this in my journal. God, this is too hard for me. I can't do this. Truth journal. I have one of them. Okay? You keep guessing and keep wondering and keep wishing. Stop wishing and start believing. I wish my life was like this person's. I wish my life was like this. I wish my life was like that. No, stop all that wishing. Start believing. I'm going to have that life. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. Listen, 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 listen. I'm living to please God, nobody else. Philippians 4.13. 
Context of that passage is for the pastor, but we can use the principle. Go eat popcorn. That's how you find it. Philippians chapter 4. You read it? 13. Paul talks about that God is going to take care of him. Let me back up and show you verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. That word concern means financial. Paul, Paul was a tent maker. He was the pastor of the church, but he said, listen, they, they were taking care of him. Somehow they started to neglect that. He says, I'm glad you guys revived. Do you see that word? You're concerned for me. Indeed, you were concerned what? But you lacked what? May I say this to you? Every time you get a chance to sow into your pastor, it's an opportunity. You better hear me. Whenever you sow a love gift into your pastor, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to be blessed. It's an opportunity for you to show God that I'm not so much concerned about me, but I'm concerned about the one who's delivering the word to me. And I'm ready and I'm concerned. Watch what he says. He says, not that I speak from one. Paul said, listen, I ain't speaking from one. For I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. That's what the problem is today with most of us. We're not content. You know what? You know what content means? It's, it's, not, it's not settling. It's being satisfied. <laughs> Listen, it's, be, it's being satisfied with what I have and enjoying it. My wife and I was watching a documentary uh, in of Venezuela. Do you know in Venezuela, one potato costs 200 US dollars? One potato. They don't even use potato at McDonald's over there. They use this other stuff, uh, yucca and things like that to make French fries because it's that expensive. The average household monthly income. You ready for this? You ready for this? You sure? $8 a month. Now we sit there and we say, ooh. Well, let me just say this to you. There are people living in some situations and, and some conditions and here we are, we so blessed. We so we could take a dollar and go to McDonald's and get three meals, three dollars and get three meals. You understand what I'm saying? My point is this that sometimes you're complaining about things, but you don't know how good you got it. Imagine that. Contentment means that you're not complaining. Contentment means I'm satisfied. Thank you, Lord. Paul says, y'all were taking care of me, but y'all stopped. But you know what? Being that you stopped, look what he says in verse 12. He says, I know, I know what? How to get along with humble means. 
And I also know how to live in. And in any and every circumstance, I've learned, tell you, neighbor, I've learned the secret. He says, I've learned there's a secret to this of going filled and going hungry, both having an abundance and suffering needs. Paul says, listen, I, I, you know, when I, when I say I can't do it, Paul says, verse 13, we always keep the context when you think you can't do it. I can do all things. You know what Paul is saying? There's really nothing I cannot achieve if I do it through Christ. How do you do that? How do you do it through Christ? First of all, you got to do it for Christ. Second of all, you have to be in Christ. Third of all, you have to renew your mind. Fourth of all, you have to make sure that your stage of truth is scripture. That everything that you're doing from today on, you're going through the scripture. And then lastly, you stop replaying the lie. I can't do this. I can't do this. If you missed all of it, go back and watch the video. <laughs> all right. I said I had 10. I could only do three because my time is up. All right. I can do all things. Some of you are like, man, I wish I can get all them 10, but that's why we got next week. All right. I can do all things what? Who what? Who what? So here's the thing. When you feel like you're weak, start doing it through him, for him, in him, and he'll give you the strength to make it. Amen? Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. I, I want to say to you all tonight, um, it is imperative that we understand something. That God did not bring you this far. Come on, help me somebody. To leave you now. Not only that, but you have to remind yourself that no matter how difficult the journey gets, you have to keep renewing your mind. You have to keep renewing your mind. I had to exercise this. But that truth journal, you need to start that this week. And every time a lie comes through your mind, 
document. And then it causes you to get into the word and say, okay, now. Somebody say, well, well, Pastor, how do I, what do I know? What, what scripture do I go to? How, how do I do that? Google it. <laughs> you Google everything else. You get a bump on your hand, you Google it. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> All right. Now, I would recommend uh, that you go to um, Open Bible. Is it openbible.us? Uh, open Open, let me see. No, openbible.info. I, I feel that you'll be safer there than Googling it. And, and 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 what it does, it looks something like this, where it has it has like this thing. What does the Bible say about? Okay, you go to the topical, it's right at the top, it says topical. And you you type in whatever phrase. Is it doubt? Is it whatever whatever it is that you're facing, you, you can put it in there, and, and all of a sudden, uh, a scripture is going to pop up. It, it's almost, it's, it's, it is a concordance, is what it is. Okay? So I want you to go there to open by, put that on the screen for me, please. Let's put it on the screen, that way you get it. Openbible.info. Can we pull that up on the screen or what? You with me? Or? Okay, put put the name up there for me. Yeah. Let's see what's going on with my media team back there. <laughs> All right. Open Bible dot what? Info. And I want you to go there whenever you whenever you feel like it's something that you're struggling with or you need a, a scripture, put it in there. I want you to count how many times the enemy threw, throws lies at you in your mind. And if you need prayer tonight, I want to pray for you. This is going to be a very interesting series because I got more to go. So I got some more stuff I need to cover. I still got to go over the scriptures about renewing the mind also, but tonight I wanted to deal with the lies.